Now today we're going to have something a little different. We're going to be handing it over in a second here to Johan and Mike, who are going to talk together about the Congo and Grace Orphanage, which we've been connected closely over recent years. You might not know, but to catch you up, two weeks ago, late on Friday night, that's April 17th, heavy rains caused a flash flood through the city of Uvira. The main river burst its banks and around midnight, it caught many people unaware. Hundreds of homes were swept away in the flood water, some with people still inside. The latest death toll is around 40, but many more families are left without even basic food and shelter. Now, since Grace Orphanage, which is also in that city, only received minor flooding, they have proactively been registering over 190 families in their local vicinity to start supplying them with food and basic shelter materials. In the midst of COVID-19, most of our attention is here at home in Canada or in our BC, focused on our own needs and struggles. But today, as we turn our attention to the third world and the less fortunate, it's a good reminder of how blessed and privileged we really still are. We've been connected with Congo Grace Orphanage for a number of years, but we've also got projects beginning in Haiti with Marcel and Nicole Turneville, which are more important than ever. If you'd like to find out more about what we're doing in the Congo and what's happening there, or what's going on in Haiti and our recent trip there earlier this year, there'll be links in the video description for you to check out afterwards. Um, we'd love for you to do that. Now, we hope that you're encouraged by Mike's talk with Johan here, and I pray that we just cast off all fear of the present unknowns in our nation, and we turned our attention to the opportunities that God is putting right before us today. Over to you, Mike. So good morning, Oceanside. It's so good to be able to connect with you again this Sunday. Um, just want to thank you all for your prayers and for your support. And uh, we're praying for you and trusting God um, for breakthrough in many areas. Many people are struggling in the church, and, uh, but God is bigger than that. And we're believing for breakthrough. So today we've got an exciting little interlude. Uh, I have Johan von Rensburg with me. He's the founding director of the Widows and Orphans Fund that has a orphanage in a place in the Congo, in a place called Uvira. He's going to give us a little bit of the history of how this all came about. I remember being there in his, in his lounge with the home group, with Dave and Laura Market and others, Deborah, myself, Johan and Renell, and a few others um, dreaming about starting this orphanage. And that was in 2013. So, Johan, if you could just fill us in with a bit of the history and uh, then we will go into the current situation a bit later. Yeah, thank you, Mike. Uh, I cannot believe it's almost six years ago when Dave and Laura shared this email of uh, a guy they met, or two guys that they met in, in South Africa actually on a YWAM trip. Uh, these two men both lost their families in the war in Congo. I don't even know of, of the 15-year war in Congo that killed over 5 million people. And um, these two men were going back to Congo to start an orphanage. Now, Dave and Laura supported them a little bit. And, and you know how it goes. You, you hear the story because they were actually telling us how these two guys were taking 38 orphans into the bush because uh, this rumor has it that the rebels were coming through the uh, town again. And um, didn't hear anything until the next Wednesday when we got an email to say that they are safely back at the orphanage. Uh, but they're not going to do this again because... Some of these kids would 
uh, just curl up in a fetal position when they hear gunfire and, and they wouldn't move, they wouldn't eat. And they just said, he ended the email with, uh, you know, we, we, we're going to stay at home. We're not going to do this again. And when the rebels come, if they let us live, then we live to see another day. And, and you know, our normal response, it, it's so terrible. And then we get on with our lives. And you know what? God just woke me up in the middle of the night, every night. And then very abbreviated version is, we started, we got to do something. So in August, we decided, you know what, we just got to get these kids to school. We got to make sure the kids get to school. Without the education, there is no hope. So that's sort of where, where it all started. Through the blessings of God, as I tell you, so many of these stories are God stories, but people came on board. We sent all the kids to school in September 2013. And then we realized that they're not eating breakfast. And, and, and so we started raising money to, to feed them breakfast. And um, yeah, so, so that went on for, for a couple of years. We got them into a better school. And, uh, and then every time we, we had to renew the lease, there was the, the fear that, that the landlord's going to kick them yeah. out. So, you know, we got to build them their own home. And I mean, that was such a grandiose plan because you have to buy land. And, and anyway, long story short, we started, we bought the land. By God's grace, we paid it off a year and a half before the money was all due. We started the construction, built the first uh, guard house, and uh, realized that, you know what, you need security around the property. Otherwise, <laughs> the things just don't, don't stay at the property. It's a two-acre property. We had to build this wall to, to, um, to make the property secure and safe. And um, again, through the generosity of people and, and God laying things on people's hearts, not necessarily us asking, but, but just God laying it on their hearts. We, we built this wall, which cost over $60,000 US. Um, fast forward, December last year, we moved in onto the property, two houses completed, a little kitchen completed, water on the property, solar electricity. They are on the site. Uh, they are in school. They are doing well from 15 kids that failed. We brought teachers to the, to the site. They all passed last year. So, yeah, it's, it's been an amazing God story, people's generosity, but above all, God's faithfulness. Yeah, and then uh, two weekends ago, June the 17th, um, the Malongo River that runs straight through the city of Elvira, where the orphanage is located, uh, in the middle of the night, there, there was a flash flood because of rain up, upstream from, from the, the town. Uh, around midnight, the flood came through, uh, over 15,000 houses damaged, over 3,000 totally uh, washed away. And because of the time of day, some of the people were still asleep in, in, in their homes. So um, the death toll is still unknown. A lot of people are listed as missing. But the long and short of the story is there are over 80,000 people affected. 3,000 families lost their homes. And uh, David, the orphanage director, just, just connected to me and said, brother, we got to do something. How can we help these people? They have nothing. And, and so we came up with this plan to, for $40, you can buy a tarp and you buy five kilograms of rice. That means the family is out of the rain and they have food for a week. Is that a year so Canadian? Uh, that's the equivalent of uh, Canadian dollars. Okay. Yeah. And... Uh, so we started doing that. Again, generosity of people. Uh, we sent the first uh, money for, for 10 families. We blessed them uh, last week. Last weekend, we sent money for another 10 families. So 
bit by bit, we, we hope to, to impact people. We hope to make, make a change. And, uh, and I know it's, I mean, it's difficult even in Canada. We're going, the world is going through difficult times. But, but I just cannot imagine going through what we're going through here and then losing your home and everything you own in a flood. Yes. No insurance. Very little government support. Very little medical. Where do you sleep? Yeah. How do you get out of the rain? How do you keep your kids warm? It just it gets overwhelming, but one family at a time, yes. we are trying to make a difference. So, Johanna, I just want to ask you something personally. The Word of God says it's more blessed to give than to receive. And what impact has this journey from 2013 to now? had on your life? I know we've spoken a lot about it and it's really impacted my life. Yeah, you know, it, it's, I, I consider myself a, a doer. I want to get the job done. But I have to admit, humbly, that most of the success that we have had had very little to do with me. Yeah. It, it is just God coming through in the most incredible ways. And, and I just realized, you know, there's a verse that I really struggled with in the, in the Word. It, it is that piece where, well, you have to take up your cross daily. And, and I was just overwhelmed with that. And how can I take up my cross? I, I, I mean, I tried to see myself with Christ taking up His cross. But I realized, you know, God poured it into my spirit that it's not about taking up your cross. Yeah. It's taking the gifting that God has given you and walking in your calling. Fantastic. And, and, and if I look back over the last six years, that's really a... a, a, a bringing together of years and years of yes. trials and experiences that God took me through so that I can be used yes. for this. It, it has changed my life. It, it makes me feel thankful every morning to get up and to thank God that my life has purpose. I'm not just chasing my own stuff. There's a bigger purpose. And I think there's a bigger purpose for each and every one of us. It's not all this, but it, yes. it's, it's something, something for everybody. Fantastic, Johan. I've seen a tremendous uh, transformation in your life over the years and uh, how God has used this to bless you, bless your family, yeah, but to bless so many. And uh, you have an amazing team around you, um, oh, yeah, definitely. gifted and anointed people, and we want to thank them too for their support. And um, yeah, just one, once again, you know, from the bottom of our hearts, say we want to get behind you, we want to help we have, uh, I think, from the beginning. And if somebody wanted to know more about and to see the videos even of the floods and the buildings and that, uh, where can they go to see that? And the easiest is iwof.ca. We, we've updated the website that links to all the videos, it links to what's happening at Grace Orphanage. But if I can just say, Mike, you mentioned the team. I mean, from the beginning, Dave and Laura, this was their doing, Dave and Laura Market, uh, Brian Sanini, Helped help me with setting up this whole registered charity thing. Grant Phillips, who's our treasurer. And then Dave, uh, Devin Jalka and, and Carly Jalka, two of our directors. I mean, they, they're all instrumental in, in making this happen. It's never just one person, right? You know, it's all, all about team. Yeah. So if people would like to support what's going on, and I'm sure there are many there, um, how could they do that? What would the procedure be and where would they go? Well, the easiest way is, as I said, iwof.ca, and you can go donate, and on there it's PayPal and credit card. But also if you go to iwof.ca and you go to uh, our projects, where you'll see Grace Orphanage, 
orphanage, you can go into Grace Orphanage website, there's also a donate button and that will take you to Canada Helps. And on Canada Helps is where we registered this campaign, as we call it, for the flood victims in, in, in Uvira. And that's where you can specifically donate to, to the flood. As always, you know, $10 buys food for the family for a yes. week. So don't think any donation is too small. Yeah. Uh, and uh, with, with, with all these projects, you know, the big, big donations are, are wonderful to get. Those monthly recurring donations are the ones that help us keep the kids yes. in school, yeah. keep them, give them food. And there's all the options. One-time donation. You can just say that it is for the, for the flood victims if you wanted to go specifically to that, but also then the monthly donation option. Yeah, so let's talk a bit about the monthly donation. That's the one that sustains the, the orphanage and um, the, the whole project, in fact. And uh, would yeah. you say that? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, World Vision has this wonderful model where you sponsor a child. The reality in life is that it doesn't cost $37 a month to take care of everything around the child. If, if you take the cost of food, of school fees, yes. of school supplies, medical supplies, clean water, uh, all of those things. So, so, so we pool this together to make sure that all 35 kids are taken care of. And if you want to donate specifically to a child, that is available and we can try to connect people if they want to write to their child, that, that's there. But yeah, the monthly donation is a thing that makes sure that the kids eat every day and the kids are, are kept in school because without that, it's not possible. And is there a down limit and an up limit or how does it work? You know, we have uh, people that donate $10 a month and we are very, very thankful for that. And, and we have people that donate $300 a month. So, so it is, the numbers game is, is a wonderful game. If you have a thousand people at $10 a month, it pays for a lot of things. That's fantastic. Well, thank you, team. And uh, thank you, Johan. Thank you, really Mike. appreciate that. Well, thank you, Church. Uh, that's been a min uh, an incredible story uh, of faith with the team that's been doing this. It's been such a privilege for us as Oceanside to provide some oversight and to be actively involved in the orphanage. We have a few other projects uh, that we are going to be looking at starting in the near future, God willing. The next one uh, will more than likely be Haiti. But it has been a privilege to uh, walk alongside them and to be able to sow into this community uh, for the past few years and a community that is now in dire need for help. And. Um, I know many of us are struggling too, and I really appreciate your tithes and your offerings. Without you, Oceanside would not be able to do what it's doing. So on behalf of the staff, the team, and the church, thank you so much. Your money enables us to do what we do. And as much as we uh, appreciate you supporting Oceanside, we have a biblical mandate to look after the poor too, not only in Nanaimo, but to the poor that God places in our paths, like the ones in the Congo and the ones in Haiti. And we see this in scriptures like Isaiah 58, verses 6 and 7. Please read the whole passage um, for the context, but for time I would like to just focus on these two. Isaiah writes this, Is this not the kind of fasting I have chosen, to lose the chains of injustice and to untie the cords of the yoke, and set the press free and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter? And when you see the naked to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood. Over and over in God's word, we see that he is not interested 
in religious ritual, but faith-based relationship expressed through our love, our good deeds, and a lifestyle of generosity. Paul speaks into this in 1 Timothy 6, verses 16 and 17. He writes, Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, to be generous and willing to share. In 2 Corinthians 9, verses 6 to 11, Paul, in the context of raising funds for the Jerusalem church, a church in dire need of financial help because of a severe famine in the land. Paul writes once again, please read the context, but picking up in verse 6, he writes this, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will reap generously. Each one should give what he has decided in his heart to give not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly, so that in all things at all times, having all you need, you will abound in every good work. As it is written, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor, their righteousness endures forever. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply an increase in your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous in every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. And as Johann said, it's not the amount, it's the heart. And you and I encourage you just to come before God, whether it's for sowing into Oceanside uh, or sowing into the orphanage to ask God and be generous and willing to share, not only in the church, but in the people around you. There are a number of biblical principles with regards to sowing and reaping, and I would just like to touch upon a few of them. The first is that there's never a convenient time to sow. We see that in Ecclesiastes um, chapter 11, verse 4 says, whoever watches the wind will not plant, and whoever looks at the clouds will not reap. Isn't that so true? The second one is that we sow ourselves out of famine, and we eat ourselves into it if we eat the seed. And we see in Genesis 26, Isaac, by faith, sowed in the land of famine because God had called him to, and he reaped a hundredfold. God is bigger than our circumstance. He blesses our obedience. Amen. The third one is God does not increase the bread, but he increases the seed so that we can sow more and get a bigger harvest. And the fourth one is God is the source of the seed and the source of the blessing. We see that in 2 Corinthians 9 verse 10. It says, Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply an increase of your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. Church, let us not eat our seed. Let us trust God, be rich in good deeds, generous and willing to share. Let us represent God well. Let us trust Him through these times 
For God is more than able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than we could ever ask or imagine according to the power that is within. Let us trust God, let us be generous, let us be willing to share, and let us see God bring in the harvest. Thank you.